Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Stacey Hunky. She's the author of Influence Redefined, Be the Leader You Were Meant to Be Monday to Monday. Great to have you with us, Stacey. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. So right off the bat, the title really grabs you, Monday to Monday. What's the story behind that? Why those specific days, let's say not Monday through Friday, a typical work week? Right. We really believe, and we redefine influence throughout the book, that true influence, true authentic and consistent influence is Monday to Monday. We relate a lot with the concept that a lot of our readers can understand. If you ever tried to eat healthy or you ever tried to get on a workout plan, that is not going to work right. if you eat healthy Monday to Wednesday and let the rest of the week go out the window. Influence is the same concept. If you truly want to drive people to action long after the interaction occurs, it has to be all the time, Monday to Monday, all situations, 24-7. All in. And you were saying that's sort of become your catchphrase, which is a part of influence, which we'll get into, which is really yes. great. Yes. We registered the Monday to Monday a couple of years ago where our clients will walk into the corporate site, and that's the first thing that they'll say to us is, Monday to Monday, we remember it. Now, that's important to know because we also talk about in the book how Influence is that you truly are able to move someone to action long after the interaction occurs, that you're memorable, you're unique. Monday to Monday, people will not forget that. Now, you mentioned a little bit about influence so far. Is that the definition? What is the definition? Yeah. Or I guess, what was the definition, Stacy? and why did you feel the need to redefine mm -hmm. it, so to speak? I think the old definition by most individuals is influence is I have a high-stakes presentation, I have a high-stakes board meeting, and I turn it on and I turn it off. And we all know people like that, right. that they're caught in their own dialogue. Half the group that they're trying to influence is down in the smartphone prayer is what I like to sure. call it. What do you call it? Smartphone prayer? Smartphone good, prayer, right? their side conversations. To me, influence, true influence is defined two ways. And we've, we've touched on it a little bit, that your body language and your messaging is congruent. It's consistent Monday to Monday, every situation, every medium that you're trying to push the message through. That's definition number one. And then we take it to another level, and influence is you truly have this ability that after you interact with someone, you have said something, you have created this experience that you're memorable, you're unique, to be able to influence them to take action long after that initial interaction has occurred. Now, all of that said, Stacy, who is the target audience for this book? Is it strictly the C-suite, or is this for an employee really at any level? Why the book was initially created was for the C-suite, director, and above. I truly believe that if those individuals are not having influence Monday to Monday, no one's going to follow them. No one will act on what they have to say. It also will not be a trickle-down effect in the company. On the flip side, Anyone can also benefit from the book because we all communicate 24-7, both verbally and non-verbally, that anyone is going to be able to take nuggets from it. Right. So it's sort of, you're saying it should start from the top, ideally. However, if you're looking to climb the ladder, mm -hmm. it's good to have sort of these tools in your toolkit to have influence, you know, so your boss is impressed. That's sort of an idea. It is. And that's really just talking from experience. When we go into a corporation, I can easily tell what type of leadership is on the top. How so? 
You can tell by the amount of influence that that group has, how they interact with each other. You can tell is their nonverbal messaging truly consistent, truly genuine with what they're saying. Right. And if that is yes, you meet the top leaders and they're demonstrating that. Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, sort of what do you do and, and yeah. what made you sort of feel you had the, the guts to write about what influence is and how sure. to redefine it and where the gaps are? Stacey Hunky Inc. started 13 years ago. And throughout the 13 years, about five years into it, when I was the keynote speaker and speaking on this topic of influence, clients would come to me and say, come teach our CEOs how to do this. Teach our sales folks how to do this because those are the two profit centers of any corporation. At that point, I thought, wait a second, I can't do this by myself. We started to build a team. So we have a team of 12. We're based in Chicago. Great. But we have seven instructors that go out and they deliver our workshops. We do a lot of mentoring for CEOs. And throughout the years, what we started to realize is most individuals believe they're more influential than they really are. Interesting. Why is that? There's two things that are happening. First, feedback is flawed. And that's actually one of the drivers of influence that the model of the book is really right. the base of the book. If you think about it, how many of our leaders that are listening to this recording have you ever been told, nice job, Right, just work. yes people around them, right. And yeah, it's, just, that's not feedback. And right. in some cases, individuals are lying to us because they do not have the confidence to say, you say I'm an ah a lot. Every time you're looking at me, you're looking anywhere but at me. You fidget a lot. That's problem number one. Second, I'm a true believer that if we're not constantly being audio recorded or video recorded and seeing ourselves through the eyes and ears of our Bingo. listeners, we're going off of how we feel exactly. versus fact. C-Suite Radio. You write in the book, Stacy, that leaders unknowingly sabotage their own influence. What did you mean by that? Mm -hmm. I think what happens, again, it goes back to feedback is flawed. Either they're being told what they want to hear or the video recording is not happening. If those two elements, and there's more elements obviously in the book, but those being really the two top elements, and if we're not constantly practicing, if we're not constantly holding ourselves accountable to always be polishing, how do you show up? How does someone experience you? Are you really thinking about not just your message, but how you sit, how you sound, what would your eyes communicate? When those are not in line, we again are going off of what we believe to be true. That is complete sabotaging on what reality is. And sometimes we just don't want to take a close look at it because I don't think communication and influence is something that we think about on a daily basis necessarily. It's one of those, as a CEO, as a leader, I have worked hard to get to this position. And I'm not saying not a single CEO is influential. Right. It's the ones that just are not maybe taking a closer look. I have a, a powerful example of that where working with a CEO of a large manufacturing company back in Chicago, we were doing a lot of video taping during our one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Within about 30 seconds of sitting down, watching the playback with him, he looks at me and he says, I bet you wonder how I ever became a CEO. <laughs> now it's one of those awkward moments because you're not sure how do you respond to that. Right. But when I dug deeper, he said, I am always told by my executive team, by my board members that, good, nice job. And I have never sat here with anyone or even on my own and ever have seen through the eyes and ears of my listeners. What would you say the top three challenges are from that perspective, trying to you know, have influence? Is it everything you've said so far, the challenge of just being given wrong information, wrong feedback, mm -hmm. not, not the truth? Is, it, you know, is there anything else aside from that? I think it's that piece of it. Another piece is we don't realize that influence and the amount of influence that we have really is, it's not just the message, 
it is every body movement that you make. The presentation. Right, and, and you probably think about it because of your expertise in your industry. You're in a high stakes conversation and you're thinking, oh, I wonder what my hands are doing. Right, I oh yeah. what my eyes are doing. We don't think about that piece, so I think that's another challenge. And now there's the vulnerability of it. It's sure. tough to look through the eyes and ears of your listeners and then be willing to add that to your daily job of, I need to focus, I need to be disciplined on how I show up and how people really do experience me. And is it the reputation I am proud of Monday to Monday, yet it is a long-term process. We should always be practicing, we should always be improving. Right, because it's sort of the second part of the job. It's not just the message and being a great leader and influential, it's yes. how you're presenting all of that material. That's the whole other side of it, which is so important, which people don't really yes. necessarily realize because everyone around them is saying, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> it's the focus. It takes a lot exactly. of focus. So it begs the question, can influence be taught? Is this a skill? Can anyone be influential? Yes, and yes, and yes. Great. There's a however. You know there's a however. Yeah, yeah there's an asterisk it. there, yeah. Because I always get asked, if I get asked, will it really work from a, one of our buyers, a potential buyer, and how long will it take? It will work if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to put in the discipline to do it. One of my favorite quotes, leadership guru John C. Maxwell, He's known by the quote that states, discipline is doing what you really don't want to do sure. so that you can do what you really want to do. And people go off the air of, oh, you must be born this way. You just naturally are like that. We were at a pharmaceutical company a couple of months ago, and we were doing this workshop, and the sales professionals throughout the morning kept saying, you have to meet so-and-so, you have to meet so-and-so. And she was VP of marketing. They talk about how she's got poise and charisma, and she walks in the room like right? she belongs there. She's born that way. Well, I wanted to meet her, and randomly I ran into her during our lunch hour in the hallway. I'm sharing with her all this feedback. She's got this grin on her face as I'm sharing this feedback with her. And I had asked her, why are you, why are you grinning? <laughs> And she said, because they have no idea how much work I daily put into what they see. This goes even beyond communication, anything that we do professionally and personally. It means that they've done the work. And anyone can do the work. It's just, are you willing to put the discipline into that piece in addition to the many other tasks that you have in a day? We haven't even had a chance to get into the model, sort of the redefinition of influence and how anybody can be influential. Mm -hmm. But something that struck me on page 58, uh, you say you may not be as influential as you think you are if others don't respond to your emails and texts as frequently or quickly as you would like. This is so important. This struck such a chord because we all write emails, I don't know about text, but mm -hmm. to people you know, of influence that we're hoping to get an answer from and we wonder, oh, they haven't responded in three days. Is that normal? Should I write a follow-up? Yeah. Maybe I am influential, but maybe their inbox is just cluttered. Mm -hmm. So how do you sort of rationalize it in your head, the, the response or lack of response? You know, how, do you, how do you get through that clutter? You have to be blunt short and brief. I talk a lot about speak and think in bullet point sentences. Have a purpose, have an action step. Why should they respond? Something as simple as, give me a call this week. You know they are not going to call you. No. Because your message is how many other messages 24-7 they've already received. We, we live in this whole new world of work called noise. It's something as simple as, what date works best for you? Monday at 10, Tuesday at 8. Great. It's catchy subject line. So it's specifics. It's making sure that if I am sending you a message, it truly is for you, and I do not 
copy the entire company in it. Of and course. suddenly my reputation is when you see my name in your inbox, well, she never really says anything important anyway. I'll get to it eventually. And that's what I mean by you've got to stand out. And now that you get so many emails, you get so many texts, also make the determination, is the email the right element to move this person to action? Or should you start hanging up the email, picking up the phone, or getting up and actually having a conversation? So doing both or Figuring doing one out first? which one's going to work the best. And you'll t you talk about that I in the book. I talk about that in the yeah, book. Yeah, it's very good. Mm -hmm. Also, just in terms of what to title an email, do you recommend caps? Or no caps. No. And okay. being catchy. What, what is going to be in that subject line that you don't sound like everyone else? Okay. So what's an example? And one that I use is if I want to grab someone's attention, I don't want to sit on your doorstep. That's what you write? I've done it before. I, I don't want to sit on your doorstep. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, I've also used, are you willing for 15 minutes? That's good. That's good. As opposed to, hi. How are you? You know, hi, hi, John. Can we schedule a call? Something? No, no, you can't. Really try it, right? Right. <laughs> it's too busy. Totally. There's so much great information, Stacy. Um, the book is really terrific, and it's different. Thank you. Every, Thank you for reading. Who doesn't that. want to be more influential? But the model's great, and even just this email. You got to read the, the section on the email stuff because it's it's really uh, it's just so informative. So thank you for Thank spending you. some time with You're us. You're welcome. Thanks for the time. And if you'd like more information on the book, all you have to do is go to our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com.